Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 40. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. So today is Thursday, March 26th. It is, I want to say like day... What day is it what, in the quarantine? Oh. We started uh, on like that paid. Monday. I don't even count at this point. I've lost count of the days. A volleyball has been talking to me. He seems nice. Yeah, so it's been it's been over a week. Uh, let's just say it's it's pretty much we're and we're nearing the we're at the midway point of the second week. Uh, pretty much closing it off soon. So it's probably like ten days or so by now. I'd say I've, at the very least. I've become um, much better acquainted with my video game consoles. It's like yeah. the last week than I have in like literally the last year. We've uh, we've been pretty busy with. Uh, staying busy, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I I would I personally have been. Well, I guess real fast. I, I still have work a little bit, so I've been doing like small work calls here and there, and just getting my work device ready for next week. We're gonna basically be starting remote work a lot more, where it's. Uh, I can't really go too much into it. But basically, like virtual work uh, with other Microsoft people and possibly other third parties. I'm not really too sure yet exactly what everything is going to be entailed, but pretty much uh, that'll keep me busy. Possibly from like nine to six, depending on like pretty much Monday through Friday. But it just you know depends on ex- actually what's going on during that time. Otherwise, like before. Like, not before. I'll be asleep before that. But after that, <laughs> I'll be uh, gaming it up, watching stuff, uh, exercising, talking to friends, everything else. Um, I've been I've been playing a bunch of stuff. I've watched a good amount of things. I've, uh, I've kept busy. I'm not bored at all. How about you? Yeah, I've watched a bunch of stuff recently, and I've actually finished a few games in the last week. So, Plus, Animal Crossing has been keeping me pretty busy. That's super fun. <laughs> so you're definitely not bored. I don't know. Like, I still find myself, compe- I, I guess, compelled to, like, go outside for, like, just a short walk just to get some fresh air. But, like, it's kind of crazy to see how many people are still out and about and just, like, acting like normal shit. So I, like, basically try to stay away from people and try to get back in as soon as I can. But yeah, yeah like, that's been in. That's been an issue, I'd say. Uh, I've only left the house, I want to say, like three times. I, I've had to drive somewhere. One was like to get a work device. Uh, another two were like uh, just picking something up quickly. But otherwise, I ha- and I haven't really even left my car when I did it. Like it was like I left my car to leave my car and go back into my house. Um, but I driving driving by everything like. Uh, Golden Gate Park I drove through once and it was packed with people like it was either a mix of people actually exercising and like it was one person you know they're running and they're doing their thing that's understandable Uh, and then you had people just you know going on walks and stuff and and, like maybe two or three of them maybe Uh, but then you just had people there sitting like picnics pretty much hanging out all together and I'm just like what the the fuck are you doing dude are you serious I saw an old lady in Sutro Park vaping and I was just like, the fuck are you going to the park to vape for? <laughs> was she was she by herself? She was by herself. 
I think she had like a book too, but I'm just like, it's like, why, why would you go to a public place? Plus there was like a bunch of families with kids there too. And I was just like, I don't know if I should be here. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, so for me, the way I see it is how I'm going to be planning on it. Cause I, I made a, so I made a workout routine uh, that I can do inside. It's a very small amount of things, but basically it's just, I'm doing a good amount of reps and sets of them. Like, four sets of 15, four sets of 20, depending on what they are. And uh, for outside, I do have a, a outside workout schedule that I can do as well. But I'm trying to figure out, because the thing for me is it's a little bit different. Like, I mean, we're, we live near a park pretty much. Like I, I'm across, I, we haven't even seen each other and we're like a block away from each other practically. Yeah. But uh living across the street from a park and a beach like i can go running at the beach and there's a lot of grass area in the park where i can do like exercises like burpees and lunges and things like that but it depends on the time because if i look out my window and i see like multiple people out there then i don't think i'd do it just because i've noticed some people are a lot less careful than others yeah but if it's like, if I look out there and there's like two people walking there and I'm not even going to be on the path, I'm just in the grass, like, then it's like, okay, I'm going out there. I'm not bothering anyone. No one's bothering me. I'm not close to anyone whatsoever. I'm not in a group. I'm just there to de get my like workout done and then go back inside. I think per personally, I think that's fine. Um, but that's the extent of what I'll do besides like maybe running at the beach by myself, not near people. And it's like, if you get, if you're like going one way, someone's coming the other way. You honestly, it's like you, it's okay to like stop your jog for a second to like move out of the way for them or vice versa, where you're giving enough room so nothing like nothing potentially can happen. I've definitely noticed um, there's like two types of people where like some people that you pass by the street still will just like walk right past you and not bother with the whole six feet thing. And then there's other people that are literally, literally will like walk into the street to walk like on the other side of the cars to like have definitely enough space between you, which at this point is like kind of acceptable. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, even like I, I, today was like the last, one of the last few days I'd be like using my car. I don't, I don't know what besides like maybe moving my car for street cleaning. If they're, are they still doing street cleaning? That's not even know, but yeah, I'm doing it know. anyway. I don't want to get a ticket. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'll be doing that tomorrow to move my car, but that's like, the only reason I'm going to be going to my car and that's about it. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, same old here. Uh, the only thing I'm suffering from is allergies, which has been like over a month now. It's like nothing new here. It's like same old, same old. Once the rain came down, it was like your congestion is fucked boy. And it was, so that's been fun. Uh, but nothing, nothing new whatsoever. I'd say, uh, otherwise, guys, a uh, couple quick things. One, uh, we got an email <laughs> for uh, the show, which I thought at first, I'm like, oh, cool, we got a question. It was someone literally just asking for, I was saying like, oh, if you email a question to the show, if it's the first question we read on the show, that person will get, for each episode, uh, whoever gets it for that specific episode will get a steam key to a, one of the games i helped make which was midnight ultra on pc and we got an email from someone that basically just asked for the code and i was just like baffled like are you 
did you read what I put? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Needless to say, obviously, they didn't get the key, but it was just funny. But reminder to everyone, if you would like to uh, submit a question at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com, uh, you will, if we read your question on the show, that first person to do it will basically get a, get a code for a $3.33 game, which will honestly, that'll kill time for you depending on your skill. You could be done in two hours. If you suck, maybe six. Yeah. I doubt anyone does it for six, though. I hope not. Uh, but if, if you do, play something else. <laughs> um, other than that, a uh, quick thing about our Twitter. Before, if you knew, I was literally just trying to get the follower count up to honestly just have more people notice when I post about new episodes. Uh, I've decided to stop doing that. We've actually reached 300. The goal is to get to 1,000, but it's it just the effort it takes to do it, not to mention the amount of times I've been forced to change the password, uh, has been quite the hindrance. Uh, but I was also talking to a few friends, one of which is actually a little bit more successful on Twitter. Uh, pretty much I'm going from now more genuine feel, so no more artificial follows that I was doing before. Uh, the account, pretty much, if people didn't know, it's like I have two accounts. Uh, I'm a personal account that I, like, do political stuff and uh, just random stuff that's more pertaining to me uh, when I tweet out there. And then the podcast one is still me, but it's, like, more towards the show and, like, tweet-sized opinion pieces about news that we don't actually talk about on the show just because it's not uh, big enough and we already have enough to talk about. So it'll be a lot more of that, but also just, like, more instead of going to get more people i'm going for more activity instead uh, if that makes any sense but that's about all of the news just about like us and how the show's doing and everything else otherwise we're going to get into uh, our agenda uh basically it's a lot more corona related news more impacting the gaming uh film industry theaters things like that other big things um we're going to try to fast track through most of it just because there's not too much to talk about for a lot of them. Uh, just so we can get to the more normal news. Uh, if we do have time, we'll try to go through maybe some smaller games, movies, TV shows we've played and watched. Otherwise, uh, once again, we might have to delay that. But basically, uh, future episodes, like I said before, if there's not that much news, it'll be a very centric just us talking about, like, what we've played, what we've watched, what we like, what we don't like, how we feel about them, things like that. Um, it's actually starting to wreck up for us. Like, we're actually going to have a lot to talk about in that regard. Oh, yeah. But without further ado, we'll get into the Corona news. All right. You ready, James? It's uh, quite a list. Uh, I'm trying to think of a clever joke. But, yeah, whatever. Just get into it. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. not funny anymore. All right. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be too long. Uh, but we'll we'll try to get through it. Uh, Shang Chi, uh, the Disney movie or t Marvel movie, uh, both basically. Uh, it has halted its production. Uh, production has also halted for the shows, uh, the CW slash Netflix shows, uh, The Flash, Riverdale, uh, Lucifer. Even now, the the Batman has halted production at least I think for two weeks, possibly a month now. I'm not too sure if they've. Uh, confirmed if there was an extension to their delay uh film wise like a big one at least in terms for like a event uh the Cannes film festival has been postponed to the summer uh basically it's usually a spring film festival in france 
it's a really big kind of like, I guess, technically independent Sundance type films or something. Like there's usually basically more artistic films that are like blockbusters that get shown there. Uh, and then uh, in regards to at least a few movies coming early for digital release, uh, Bloodshot, that um, so the I believe it's the publishing like, line of... Just came out. Yes, it's. Uh, I was trying to think of the publisher. Oh, uh, right. it's uh, Valiant Publishing. It's uh, mm-hmm. they they make like these very specific comics, but uh, Bloodshot is one of them. So that's coming out early. That's actually, I believe, already out now for digital release, as well as uh, Bad Boys for Life and the Sonic movie. So you can go on and buy all those right now if you want to, or rent them. I think they're only for. A, like high value rental for now but they could be for purchase at this point i'm not too sure i haven't looked myself yet just because i have enough streaming platforms there's no point at least for the moment i'll be busy either way what does high value uh, mean? that you know like uh usually if you go on like amazon prime video like you can rent a movie for 3.99 oh right, right. whereas okay. like for some I, f- I feel like right now they probably have some that are like, you can rent it for 20 bucks for a week or something because it was just in theaters or it didn't go to theaters, so we're not ready to give it to you to buy yet. Yeah, I there, I forget which movie it was, but there was one that was like going Onward, for I think. Bucks. Which one? Wasn't it Onward? Uh, maybe. That's also coming to Disney Plus, like, soon. April... Th- April 3rd... Well, that's actually on the news, too. Uh, I'll just say it now. Yeah, Onward's coming to Disney Plus on April 3rd, so if you wanted to wait on it and not, like, watch it uh, with a high value or anything, you could just wait for that if you can last that long. I don't know. Will will you last long enough to withhold from a movie that's, like, two hours? Oh, really? It's it's actually pretty... I don't know. None of the trailers really, like got me excited like i like chris pratt and i like uh tom holland but i don't know just them being in a animated movie doesn't sell the movie to me i don't know Mm. okay Uh, and then we also have uh that movie lovebirds it was supposed to release recently in theaters but it was delayed uh and now it's not even going to theaters it's actually coming straight to netflix i think it's actually uh, it might already be in, on Netflix now. I'm not too sure yet. I don't think it is yet, but basically they've foregone a theater release or theatrical release for instead a Netflix release. Hmm. So I don't think I even Netflix knew paid about them this at one. least something. It was uh, we talked about it last time, and it was my lack of remembering what the movie was, uh-huh. <laughs> and which now, given another week to think about it, I have still not remembered what that movie is. Mm. But it looked funny in the trailer. I just don't remember much about it. I just remember the fact that it was it looked funny, kind of, I mm. guess. Uh, but okay, uh, last time we talked, uh, there was pretty much GameStops were all still open. They were considered a. Uh, well, they considered essential themselves. business. Even yeah, uh, but basically, since then, all the California stores closed. Uh, like very closely followed by all U.S. stores. So all American stores are now closed in the country, or that's I guess implied since it's American. Uh, but I think in a couple states, they even took away their like gaming. St- like merchandising license or whatever because like they weren't compl- like they were still Damn. staying open so that yeah i mean i, I forget which states it was, but it was like, like one or two maybe. it on themselves though no yeah very much so they could have sh- 
like easily stuck to online uh, shipping and stuff. Like I don't know anyone that works there, but maybe I don't know if they were like, we want to stay at work or we don't want to work. I'm pretty sure they didn't want to work, but probably get paid. But that's like everyone right now because yeah. we don't want to not have money, but also we don't want to risk our lives. So yeah. Um, Fear the Walking Dead has halted production, but also uh, The Walking Dead Beyond, that new show that starred like younger uh, kids, like, uh, like kids basically in the Walking Dead universe. Uh, the production or the, the release for that has been delayed. I don't know how long till though. I guess they were going to premiere it, and it just now premiere won't happen for a bit. Uh, which actually is kind of weird. Well, actually, no, it makes sense because they could still be filming the latter end of the series uh, and they're just like, instead of releasing part of it now and it getting cut off, they could just keep going with it. Uh, but is this a show that's already that, started? Cause I also don't, I'm not aware of this one. No, that's what I was saying. Uh, I think it's still, uh, I think it's, they finished at least most production, but I feel like because TV shows, they usually continue production, even though the show's already starting for the season. Yeah. So they can get so, kind of ahead. Or whatever. Yeah, so it, it could be that uh, they might have finished production, but maybe they're just waiting for uh, it's easier to have everything all bundled up at once to release without, like, then just putting out some and then it just being cut off for, like, a month because they already stopped production or something like that. Maybe. If that makes sense. Yeah. But okay, uh, next up. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, every company, pretty much, along with like Disney+, Plus, PlayStation Network, everything is uh, lowering their bandwidth in Europe due to congestion. So like pretty much most big companies, whether it's streaming, uh, gaming, YouTube, whatever, uh, they're all pretty much like the traffic is so high that it could like, you know, fuck everything up. So they're just kind of lowering the quality of certain things. Uh, I've heard for things like, at least for PlayStation, online play isn't affected. It's more of the download speeds. Yeah. So it might take longer to download things, but at least um, online play shouldn't be affected, which is honestly a very smart choice of how they went about it because it would have sucked if it was like online yeah, play. Yeah, I think that's fair. But if it's like things like downloading, that yeah, it's like, you know... You're already there 24-7. You should be fine waiting, like, an extra hour, maybe, and just, I don't know, read a book, man. Just read a book, you know? Books are cool. Yeah. Fill your imagination. I mean, like, the other ones, like Netflix and YouTube, are having to lower, uh, like, video quality, which also makes sense, but that that one's, like, definitely going to be a more noticeable change for a lot of people. But, again... Oh, yeah. The alternative is, like, no one can watch a video because everyone's trying to watch a video. So, eh. Yeah. And actually, YouTube is expanding on it. So they were previously just going to be doing it for Europe. Um, YouTube will now be on... Basically, there won't be any high-definition video viewing on YouTube. Everything will be only standard definition for the next 30 days worldwide. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, Which I'm like whatever i mostly listen to youtube videos sometimes i don't even pay attention half the time depending on what it is yeah if it's a bike video you don't even have to look at it you just listen to it so yeah it's it's okay uh and then uh so this is uh one of the bigger bigger pieces guys uh the uh tokyo summer olympics have been delayed 
Uh, there's no set date, but basically it's been delayed up to summer 2021. So basically that's the latest it can be delayed to, but basically it would have, it would be delayed to anywhere from past the point of it, what it, it was originally going to be to that time, but most likely it will be instead summer 2021 Olympics. So instead of it being like usually uh, we'll get uh, summer Olympics or something like that, and or we'll get one of the Olympics, usually like let's say summer right now, in two years we'd get the Winter Olympics because usually the Summer Olympics are once every four years and the Winter Olympics are once every four years and they alternate every two years. Yeah. So in this case, though, uh, we'd get the Summer Olympics next year doing instead Winter Olympics would be the next year following because I don't think they delay all of the others. I think this initial entry would just be delayed because then that would disrupt like all of the planning, all of the activity for everything else, and yeah. that's highly doubtful. Uh, but which, honestly, it makes sense. Uh, this isn't the best time to have... Le it sucks, but it's not the best time to have the Olympics right now in this state for the world. Yeah, I mean, it. I kind of saw this coming because it is literally a competition where you're having people from literally every possible country in the world show up and like uh, co uh congregate in one area and then when they're done they're all gonna f fly back to wherever they came from that sounds like a disaster in a pandemic yeah so it's like it's like things could be on the mend and then it just that could be that could fuck it up immediately oh. there could be that one person and then it's back to square one mm -hmm. so yeah better to avoid that uh and then we got more delays of course uh, this is one of the, this is probably the biggest movie to be delayed. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 has been delayed from June 5th to August 14th. Yeah. Uh, there have also been delays on the movies, uh, the animated movie Scoob, which is like the animated Scooby-Doo movie and In the Heights. So yeah, Wonder Woman, that's, that's pretty big. Um, that's a shame, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it is, but you know, better safe than sorry for them too. For sure. Like it's coming up to that point where. They, they'd rather play it completely safe with like it's actually being delayed pretty much like a full year practically now because originally it was supposed to come out fall last year in oh, 2019 yeah. yeah and then they deleted this and now it's this this is the second delay for the film i forgot about that uh yep uh this is actually a big one pertaining to me more so just because i like comic books of course uh, comic books are distributed to, through Diamond. Diamond is like the big distributing company that basically uh, like ships all the books to all the different um, comic book shops and everything else. Uh, DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, uh, IDW, Boom, you name it. They all pretty much like all their books go through them. They have halted uh, comic book distribution for like solicitations which solicita solicitations are like the weekly uh releases of all the comics every wednesday so pretty much after this past wednesday there won't be anything new until further notice in terms of physical comics i think some companies are still going to be releasing digitally but how that kind of affects everything is like there's no clear speculation yet of what's exactly going to happen. Uh, some companies might at a certain month, like May or something, like I think IDW might, or uh, I think it was IDW, 
uh, might stop publishing comics altogether just to kind of help comic book shops. Because basically, let's say your comic book shop, you get all these comic books in, but there's no one to buy them. You basically just spend all this money getting these comics for nothing. So Diamond is somewhat helping themselves of like not dealing with uh, their people still working under these conditions for the most part, but also helping comic book stores not lose money getting new things that no one's going to buy because there's less people to purchase these things. So uh, the main thing here is that it's better for them, the stores specifically. Uh, what it means is comics like either could be delayed to a date where once they start distributing again, you're going to have a massive influx of all these delayed comics to come out all at once, or they're kind of like some might be delayed uh, further, or like the ones that would originally come out on the date that that day is, not counting the ones that were delayed due to corona. Those might get pushed back, so it could be like, it could be a free-for-all basically, uh, it, but like basically instead of paying like whatever you were going to pay for your small amount of monthly, weekly books, all of a sudden you got a fat stack and you're like, oh god, so many things. It's like, it could be like, normally you'd get like Batman 91 and maybe 92 in the same month. Instead, on the same day, you're getting like 91 through 4 or something and you're just like, oh shit, it's <laughs> so much. Do you think? But that could be... Do you think they could like what? do maybe instead of releasing two issues a month or one issue a month depending on the comic they could just do like one a week until they catch up maybe uh i honestly i'm not i'm not too sure uh there's been some speculation some people are like oh this is where the industry dies oh, or like no. some publishers die. yeah it's uh well there were there were actually rumors that at&t was looking to uh close dc publishing what wait did they own dc yeah it's it's Yes, Weird. they own Warner Brothers now. Time Warner. Oh, I know. I hate it. Personally. That would be I, I don't like that. I'm, it, like most I'm... like because this is according to an artist, Ethan Van Skyver. Uh, he's a big uh, artist that's done DC and other stuff. But basically, he likes to say all this stuff that some people consider like, oh, these are like weird rumor conspiracy stuff. The dude is like making stuff up, but it's hard to say really. But he's an interesting person to follow on things like Twitter. Because you're like, it's it's interesting hearing his insight. Because it's like the stuff he has predicted for like DC publishing coming up and everything else stands to like, let's say it sucks and he's right. We no longer have DC publishing. And it either means there's no more DC comics in general. Or the other rumor was like, uh, they could the rights to, to license it could go to Marvel. I mean, that would be interesting, I guess. I, I personally, I, I just, it, it makes me very uncomfortable, uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hear Marvel's it, Batman. It would it definitely be really feel good. weird. Yeah. But it's just, it's based off of uh, their next uh, event is like 5G, where potentially his rumor was they'd get all these younger characters to replace the main stable heroes that they have. Uh, kind of like what they did with Marvel. Where, like, they replaced mm. Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and Hulk. Yeah. And it was not that popular. They also tried to replace so the X-Men no like that. <laughs> yeah, and now X-Men's probably their best book currently. Uh, ever since they're, they they got Jonathan Hickman now, but that's a different story. This isn't a comic podcast, but uh, basically that's, like, 
currently how the comic industry is being affected. But it's like one of those scary things where comic book shops could be some that closed during this time. They were like on their last leg or um, possibly maybe there's less, there's certain cancellations of comic books or uh, God forbid a publisher closes or something like that. Like who knows? Uh, it's a time will tell. I personally am trying to hope that nothing should hopefully happen. Uh, comic stores are okay. The people that work there are okay. Uh, DC is okay as a fan. Uh, but yeah, it's all in due time. We'll get updates. Things will progress. Uh, just it's all based on this virus, the economy, and everything else, guys. That is honestly one thing that I was not accept- expecting to be like a part of the fallout for this whole like issue. That's insane. Yep. Everything's affected, man. Alright, last few. We're almost there. Uh, so, both Universal Parks in Hollywood and Orlando are going to be extending the closures past March 30th to now April 19th. So, it's like basically Good. an additional 20 days. Uh, Disneyland and Disney World, so far, it seems like they might open earlier. Which is really mm. funny because it's like in one area, they're like... Disney's halting production on these films to keep the crew and people safe. Yeah. Disney has now opened parks to let people fucking... I mean, that's that's <laughs> not great, because LA oh, is one of the hotspots. Yeah, I know. It's like, dude, keep that shit closed until, like, June when I when I actually go. Yeah. Like, open it in June. That's fine. Because then, if no one's there, more rides for me, baby. No lines. So, that's, what, that's what's really important. Actually, I'm, I'm supposed to go to Disney World in June. I actually got my, I finally am getting my ticket now. I know it's, I shouldn't, but I am because it, I'm getting Delta tickets round trip. It was $335. It's dropped to 207. Damn. So I can't not do it. I'm going to get insured. I'm going to get insured, like get it covered. So let's say if this doesn't work out, my friends and I that are going, we're honestly, we just delay the trip. And if we can, like the airlines seem very lenient that we could basically uh, refund our tickets not necessarily get our money back but just basically get tickets for that later period we delay to yeah so plus they're cheap right now i'm not gonna miss this it's it's worth it it'll be fine i mean but i, I won't go if things if things are still bad i'm not going obviously but yeah uh it's just you know better on, better to try to prepare you know honestly like i'm not a hundred percent sure about the situation but it sounds like the the uh airlines are just like desperate to keep some business so yeah you're probably pretty safe keeping those tickets for as long as you want <laughs> yeah worst case i, I go there and it, it's like it seems like it's fan it's not fine i get sick i ask to be uh i just uh i i'll be in avatar land i'll end it there i'll, I'll be at the like the big old that big old life tree they got i'm gonna I'm just climb in there <laughs> And then the park's gonna open up. It's be perfect. The park's gonna open up later on, and then just like everyone's going around. By that time, I should probably be a skeleton or some shit. I'm gonna fall down onto a child, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" It's gonna be like, "Welcome to Disney World, home of magic." And spooky skeletons. Oh yeah, just go into uh, haunted mansion. Dude, you know, apparently they get, they've been angry. There's a thing where they're like, please stop trying to spread people's ashes in the haunted mansion, right? Dude, yeah, that's just fucking hilarious. And again, oh, not God. something I, that I would like, I feel like think that's too, yeah, I just, it's too generic for me. I feel like Avatar Land is where I should be taken, you know? 
really like do you like that movie that much or you just like hate it that much i actually i enjoyed that movie it's not a great story or anything it's a very generic story but everything involving it just like dunkirk the technology and the strides in cinematography and everything else like just in terms of like the tech they used for everything regarding that movie was absolutely like flooring in terms of like the strides they made so in terms of that that's what i really like about it but also like everything they've been doing to make these next four have really excited me in terms of like the deep sea like james cameron's actually done deep sea exploration sure like people say it's like the dude's full of himself and shit and it's like fuck dude he's made really good movies so why not I don't blame him. That's like, a good point. Go for it. Yeah, I actually watched that movie. But also, it just seems funny to be buried in Avatar Land. I think and that's hilarious. It's like still pretty good. Yeah. All right. Anyway, past uh, possible deaths at Disney World. Uh, what else we got? Last three. Okay. Nintendo has temporarily uh, shut down American or North American repair facilities, which of course makes sense. Like it's not a absolutely necessary thing unless i guess there's like that one dude that's or not one dude there's like five dudes that are like my animal crossing on my switch it's not working i need to repair it and they're like no and they're just like that's it that's over for them the world has ended because they can't play their precious animal crossing something I'm i don't have to worry about because i don't care about that game drift. i need it fixed <laughs> get a pro controller bitch you really should. Like, honestly, the Pro yeah. Controller is pretty... It's pretty yeah, great. like, why, why the fuck are you using Joy-Cons? What's wrong with you? Uh, next up. Uh, AMC Theaters have furloughed corporate employees plus their CEO, which means pretty much like they're suspending their... It's like a temporary layoff. Um, but it seems like they're saying that they're trying to pay their, like, store, their, like, you know, the, the people on the front line, the, the theater staff, as long as they can afford to, which... The CEO and, like, you know, corporate employees usually mean, like, the bigwigs and stuff. If this is them basically saying, like, we can survive this on our own without spending the company's money, like, that is what a company should be doing. Like, this is a really good example. Uh, if, if I'm reading it correctly, this is a great example of how things should be if it was a moral corporate America and not a greedy corporate America but basically, yeah, follow their example. They're helping the people that really, you know, probably live paycheck to paycheck working in a movie theater. And the people in charge are like, you know, I probably make millions. I'll be okay. This yeah. is fine. I'll survive for now without getting any extra money or bonuses and other bullshit. So good on them. And very last one. This is kind of more... On the upbeat somewhat since uh, there's been, you know, progress of recovery in China. Uh, the smaller theaters, not the chains, but the smaller theaters have actually begun re reopening there. And they're basically playing uh, specifically big blockbuster movies. Uh, the ones that stand out are actually that they've said is all four Avengers movies. Uh, James Cameron's Avatar, speaking of which. And uh, Inception and... Uh, interstellar from christopher nolan interesting yeah fuck it you know shit you know, I mean, just play play some yeah i mean those are all pretty good movies play the big <laughs> play the big guns yeah but uh that is it for corona news that wasn't too bad guys we're only 36 minutes in so we can actually get to the real news which is uh, nice finally but before that let's take a quick break 
Alright, and we're back after a short break. We're just uh, doing our recording and saving so we don't potentially lose any footage like we have uh, previously, but we've been good on this uh, recently, so you don't even notice most transitions, hopefully. Uh, we try to make it as seamless as possible, but now we get to uh, get into the actual non-virus-related news, which is, a, which is a good time. You know, just back to normal, kind of. Awesome. Relative normal. Some, something relatively normal. Yep. Uh, as normal as it gets, we're going to talk about some GameStop time, guys. Oh, boy. Who, who likes GameStop? And how they plan to save themselves, possibly, maybe. I'm not really sure I mean, if it will work. Yeah, I think they've kind of shot themselves in the foot. I think they just kind of shot themselves in the foot recently. Yeah, so the news I have right now is uh, the pre-backlash uh, on GameStop for leaving their stores open uh, news. Uh, so it's basically GameStop has been doing some interesting pilot stores or stores piloting programs in Oklahoma specifically. Right. They have yeah. four different types of stores, but it's all part of a GameStop 2.0 program basically. Uh, the way it's been working is, uh, so this is from an IGN article by Matt Kane. I didn't want to, it's a lot sort of, so I'm just going to kind of read some of it from there just to kind of describe all four different types of stores they have going on. Uh, first of is called GameStop 2.0. So it's a concept that dramatically cleans up the traditional layout that the stores have and adds a new set of uh, community spaces to it. Uh, it's supposed to be that the store is, like, cleaner uh, and a lot more accessible, and it has a couch co-op gaming on large TVs, uh, hands-on accessories wall, and uh, tabletop gaming in up to a dozen gaming bays where visitors can sit down to play games together, like, on the current generation, so PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, that is one type of store, so that's kind of like the mainstay... It seems like they're, it's specifically called 2.0. And so it's kind of like, I guess, an improved version of the original GameStop store, which is, a, I guess, how they would kind of turn most retail stores into if it was kind of like they wanted to keep it somewhat standard. But then you have three other versions that get a little more offshootish. Uh, first of which is called GameStop Social. It features two couch co-op gaming setups and 36 gaming bays, where visitors can sit down to play games together on the current generation. Uh, GameStop Social is designed for watch parties, esports tournaments, coding classes, vacation camps, birthday parties, and more. Uh, third type of store is GameStop Retro. So GameStop Retro is a new concept built on the foundation of their 2.0 version, which was the first store I talked about. Uh, it's designed to collect the best library of pre-owned games from uh, I guess their current city uh, but basically it displays the best modern games uh, supported by classic games and consoles as well as four gaming bays that feature CRT televisions and a wide variety of old school gaming consoles so basically uh, this is where they're going to have stuff like if you want to play NES and 64, Sega Dreamcast things like that it, it's a place where you're going to have more pre pre-current gen stuff Everything from, like, 90s, 80s, uh, early 2000s, stuff like that, I guess. And the fourth and final store is GameStop Pop. So it's designed to be a 
more it looks merchandising ish so yeah uh this is for the hardcore collector in mind there are still games in couch club gaming but the shelves are filled with exclusive gaming collectibles apparel and accessories so with these four types of stores they're basically for four concepts one concept is still the standard store but the the main thing james uh do you notice the main thing they're trying to do here that all four stores have in common uh, get people to spend time in the store. Yeah, that is one of the two, yes. Uh, by doing that, though, I mean, to do that, they're basically having a lot more hands-on experience, like, yeah, this is where we want you I to meant. play. They're, yeah. they're trying to get people to play together in a closer, like, setting or whatever. Yes. And so we have the four types. So 2.0, basically, like I said... It's just a more improved, uh, I guess, refined version of the current GameStop standard stores. Then you'll have one reserved more for events. It's more of an event store. Uh, that's what social would be. And it would be everything from birthdays, tournaments, things like that. Tabletop gaming, it seems like. Uh, and then retro is more of like a museum-ish store where it's like, oh, this is where your classic retro you know, dudes come to play. They want to play... Land parties of Halo, they want to do, like, uh, I don't know, do Super Mario Brothers on the NES, things like that. And then you have GameStop Pop, which is literally just, like, a geek collection store. Like, that's where they're, um, if people don't know, GameStop previously had purchased the company Think Geek, which released a lot of kind of cool, but also somewhat cheap, geeky stuff. Uh, oh, and yeah. this is more of, like, it seems like it's basically a physical Think Geek store uh in that kind of sense especially it's called gamestop pop yeah the main thing they'll probably have there are funko pops uh so keep that in mind as well yeah but most likely it seems like with those four types of stores depending on the cities the way they could refine it so i see a couple things out here going with these concepts uh one of which is they're kind of just testing to see which ones would work and which ones wouldn't and they might refine it to just maybe like two of those out of the four or three maybe and just like cut off which ones don't work and which ones don't seem to be either popular or profitable. Uh, but that makes let's sense. say if they, yeah, right. And let's say though, if they did want to implement all four, that means they would mostly, most likely go through a very big, uh, I guess, uh, remodel of all their current stores so let's say all the surrounding cities like san francisco has two game stops left but if you look at the surrounding area there's also like game stops in cities that like aren't separated by bridges that if you just drive like 20 minutes you can get to them i would see it as let's say um just in a, as an example uh we have the stonestown game stop in san francisco the mission game stop in san francisco uh, the Westlake GameStop in Daly City, which is right next to San Francisco, and let's say the Colma GameStop by that James, you know that Target in Colma. Yeah, it's like it's by like all the cars. Yeah, it's, it's where like all their used games go, basically. Yeah, it's like a it's a bigger used game store, but basically, let's say those four stores, like those are the closest four for San Francisco. Two in the city, two like right outside. There's a couple more that are like nearby and other malls and stuff, but let's just keep it to those as an example. Uh, let's say for the Colma one, yes, that already has retro games in it, so they could potentially, instead of making them all the same, they make each one specifically ideal, so you go there for specific things, so 
it makes you want to go to all four different locations possibly. So met the the one in Colma is then known as the retro game stop. You go there to play old games because you're like, well, I don't have a CRTV at home. I can't play my old NES. Maybe it doesn't work anymore. Now is your chance to do all that kind of stuff. You can play stuff there, potentially buy used retro games there if you want to, but also new stuff because you're enjoying it there. Uh, if you enjoy it there enough, there are people that can be swayed even from buying something for less on Amazon. And then let's say... Uh, uh, let's say the one in uh, Westlake is then the regular, not regular, but actually that's the more merchandising store. They turn that into a collectible store, so then you're just going there for figures, uh, like the Star Wars Black Series, Funko Pops, things like that. Like you're, There's no Toys R Us anymore, maybe Target doesn't have the supply you want, or Best Buy, because there's not enough, or they sell it fast on Amazon. You have another physical option you can go to and just get something there because you know potentially it'll be available there because that's what they specialize in. It's almost like a guarantee that they'll have that kind of stuff. And it's not going to other stores because the four game stops, only that one's focused on that kind of stuff. So it had, it'll have a bigger supply. Uh, then you go to the Stonestown GameStop. It's not the biggest, uh, honestly, like the biggest GameStops we used to have are closed, but it's the example I'll use for now. That would be the... GameStop Social. You'd use that as one for people to kind of hang out and play and just kind of enjoy yourself and do part... Actually, no, that's in the mall. That wouldn't work. Let's say the GameStop Mission one would do that and the Stones... Actually, it doesn't even matter. Basically, yeah. So each one would be a different version and none of them would be the same. One, you'd go to buy regular stuff. One you go to buy toys and figures and other cool stuff. One you'd go to play, possibly tabletop card games, go for tournaments, uh, go for fun events. And the other you're going to just kind of enjoy old shit that you used to love to play. Each one would have these key things, but it gets into the main question, James. Will they make money off of these? Are they going to not only make a profit from just selling peripheral like selling accessories selling consoles selling games figures uh and things like that but like let's say specifically the one that kind of gives you the biggest question is gamestop social will they charge you to do esports tournaments there will they charge you to do birthday parties and things like that or will it be a small cost like as an example honestly like the microsoft stores they do all these events and things for free and that's like competition for GameStop. It's just an example because I know it because I've been there and I work there. So it's like I, I understand how that stuff works. Uh, they do it for free just because it's more of a community outreach and that kind of thing. Will GameStop be doing that or will they be going more for like you just have to pay this much but make it such a cool experience that you want to do it anyway because it's like, I don't know, it's kind of cool. It's like uh, they all of a sudden have all this stuff you couldn't afford on your own or stuff you couldn't provide at your own house or something. And maybe it's not that expensive and things like that like it's very questionable but like the main thing they do want to do is they want people to come back they don't want you to just buy your thing and leave they want you to like frequent this place and the more times you frequent it the more uh, likely you might buy it unless like you're like a child that just like when we were in high school or something i know i had friends that used to go to that playstation store and just go there to play the game until the dude would reset the ps2 on them and then they still try to play it again, even though it was like they have to start over. 
Yeah. I don't know. It might be really difficult to maintain like four very different types of stores. So like, I feel like you're probably right that they're going to try to like focus it down to like whichever one or two seems to work best. Um, I don't know. It's like the odd thing is that when you try to describe a social space for gaming, I just immediately think of arcades which, like, right. I used to love going to the arcade, and I would definitely go to an arcade if GameStop could make a really cool-looking one or whatever, or, like, a, a one that's actually fun to go to. Uh, but I don't know. It, like, it really depends. Because, like, the flip side of that is, like, I may be interested in arcades, but obviously not enough people are, because arcades generally, at least in America, are, like, not doing well like they're a rarity at this point so yeah i don't know how well that would really end up working because obviously like other people have tried that like come here to play video games model and it just like kind of stopped being popular at a certain point i don't know maybe people are craving that experience again at at this point but i don't know it's hard to say, but also I feel like, so it depends on the area of the country. Like, I feel like there's certain areas of the country, some of these types of stores will actually prosper specifically. Like, I feel like in places where maybe there's not much going on, a GameStop social is just what that place needs, where it, it'll work so well for them in that case. Whereas other places like San Francisco specifically, maybe I, I don't see that working out well. Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't I don't see like there's a lot of stuff just because like the city I don't know they just uh, a place just dedicated for that. I don't think that many people would be interested. Yeah. I could be completely wrong, but it, it just doesn't seem like something that would fully work, especially with the locations we do have here. Strangely, um, when you were trying to describe like each store, like you were trying to figure out which store would be best for like you know, the social version or whatever, none of they, them work, dude. If they still had the downtown uh, store location, that yeah. might have worked. That would have been a perfect location. Oh, that would have worked that. perfectly. They they would have had everything downstairs. It would have been mm-hmm. perfect. It, but like that was the only one, and it's gone now. So it's like I feel like in the urban environments, they might just keep it to like if if it's a metropolitan area, uh, a very big city, I, I would see them just kind of sticking to the GameStop 2.0 that they want to do, and just have it a more refined place like that for people. Yeah. Uh, the places that are more like small small cities, towns, and stuff like that. I would see places specifically the GameStop Social and the GameStop Retro. I think those two would prosper greatly in smaller locations uh, just because of what people would enjoy from those. I could be completely wrong. This is just my like just my guess in terms of everything. Uh, for the GameStop pop for the merchandising places, I think that would work anywhere. You just have to know how to make it known to people because like, like if I could think about in the city of San Francisco, uh, a lot of places that would have all the stuff you'd get at a GameStop pop would be a comic shop or a cards and comic shop, like a place that sells like 
comic books that sells like collectible cards, statues, stuff like that. There's an actual place in San Francisco called Cards and Comics where I used to get comics at. Um, that is like what GameStop would want to do for kind of like their tabletop social because like at that Cards and Comics they do like magic, they do Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff like that in the back on certain days. And I know people love playing Magic, even though I don't understand it. But, like, it's, it's huge. And that is kind of what the GameStop pop would want to do. Or, like, GameStop social in terms of, like, if they wanted to do tabletop gaming and things like that. Um, but, like, like I said, for San Francisco, that's, like, the only big store, really, that has all that kind of stuff. And that's, like, more in the residential, outer, quieter area of the city. If you put a GameStop pop in, like, let's say downtown. Or not necessarily downtown, but, like, well, actually, no, yeah, downtown was probably where it would work best. If you put one downtown, but away from the, like, a, a more area where it's just the more upbeat portion, uh, you could probably get a good amount of people in there, because not only are you getting, like, tourists and stuff, but you're getting, like, people that want to come and like get these figures but the, the only difference is you got to make sure it's accessible to the, the issue with like down the like with downtown san francisco is you don't the it is great for tourists but it kind of alienates local people yeah if that makes sense uh there's no parking and it's just annoying to be in that general area so I would kind of have it on the outskirts of that kind of thing. But this is just for the city. I'm just spitballing here. I'm just kind of giving examples uh, and just kind of potentially thinking how it would work in my area specifically. Other than that, um, it would really have to hit off well just because of the area. Like, let's see their, pre their, their previous situation. They weren't doing so hot before. They couldn't get anyone to buy them. They were already like, their stocks were, like, I guess their their value was down and everything else. And then they, like, basically closed around 200 stores globally to kind of, I guess, trim the fat and whatnot, make themselves look more presentable. And that still hasn't helped them yet. Like, it, it's like, that's not, that's just kind of putting a small band-aid on blood that's already seeping out of the wound. It's not really working that hot. And next, you have this potential idea with these pilots, when would they be implemented? How long would it take to get these off the ground? But also now you have to introduce all the current situations going on with the COVID-19 and everything else. This is stopping any potential plans probably to further that kind of thing, especially first because a GameStop social is not what you want in this current case right now, but also uh, like they, they've been forced to close all their stores now. Yeah. Who knows how that's going to affect them. I didn't research. I'll be honest, I didn't get to research to see if they're still paying their employees currently. I'm sure they are. I hope they are. Uh, but I don't know if they are or how long they will if they do uh, since they've all been forced to close. But it, it's a big old question there. And it's like if they, let's say, are paying their employees and they're losing money and everything finishes and they have nothing left or they aren't paying their employees and they're still losing money. Like what happens to them then? Will they make it to be able to even afford to do the 2.0 relaunches or is it, are they done? Like 
this is the current question right now with that kind of thing because they're also of course like the big mainstay store like they're the only chain gaming specific store in the country at this point now so it's interesting to see what will happen to them and what they'll do to if they survive to do these uh 2.0 stores if they can uh, what they'll do? Will they incorporate power up rewards, like their reward, you know, their yeah. reward program, the subscription? I would see like that would be a very smart way of doing things. Where if they had people pay like that fifteen or thirty dollar yearly fee, uh, do they get discounts on their events? So they get special spots and like priority like fast pass online besides like human former and gaming discounts. Like that would be a smart thing because then you have not only people paying to do this stuff. But you're also having them pay a subscription they may not remember to take off if they don't want to renew it. That's a good just point. like any other subscription out there now. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. So it's just something we'll have to we'll, we'll wait and see and see how everything goes with every just like anything else. But it's just an interesting thing to talk about, of course. All right, next up, we've got playstation and xbox comparisons and whatnot so yeah. we uh, i think was it l not last episode but the episode before that it was one of the last three episodes i can't remember which one it was uh we had the xbox series x uh configuration listed out so we talked about it for a bit and all the new features it had uh this past week i believe it was either last it was last week uh PlayStation uh, released a video that was meant for the Game Developers Conference. It was going to be a very, it's a very tech-heavy video. Oh, yeah. That's more for just developers. And they shared it with everyone. They let everyone watch it. And it's Mark Cerny, who's, like, basically the architect of PS4, PS5. And he's, he's really, really smart. Like, this dude knows his shit. He knows what to do. But he has a very, very somber voice. Like, he's very... His voice is so Hi, everyone. Soothing. Welcome to... It's, it's incredibly soothing. And it just kind of gets you tired. You're just like, oh. Well, yeah, like... Man, I'm just... I'm, I'm exhausted. Like, I literally <laughs> almost fell asleep watching this thing. Partly because I was like... Go, I went in expecting it to be like a uh, state of play like, uh, presentation or whatever. Like, I thought they would show off like... Or even... I, I thought it would be like the PS4 reveal. Where they showed off like... They had some hard tech specs and stuff, but then they were also like, here's what the box looks like. Here's what the controller looks like. Here's a game or two. I think it was like, knack. But we didn't get any of that. And it was all just like really, really technical tech specs. That was like, you know, I'm not like, I'm a pretty smart dude, but I literally most of what he was talking about. I was just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, so the whole thing with that was, I, I knew it was going to be like that just because I figured with it being a GDC talk, uh, those normally aren't a very lively, like, presentation for, like, gamers and stuff. It's, yeah. it's for the people in the industry, and it's just, like, more of a sharing your tech with other people of that same nature. And so, it made sense what it was. The only issue is I don't think it's like it's like look at look at how you saw it. You were like expecting one thing and got something completely different. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of people expected that as well, mm -hmm. but I don't think Sony did the best at messaging that that's what that was. So coming out of it, you kind of learn you learn like the very basic stuff 
and they're not like they're not showing as much as xboxes like they we haven't even seen what the ps5 looks like yet yeah it literally and all they talked the about main... was just how fast how much ram it has what kind of ram it has what kind of gpu it has uh what kind of cpu it has and they talked a lot about the hard drive yeah just like the capability and like regard it's like it's comparison from the ps5 to the ps4 uh it's new like aspects of audio and 3d audio and uh the backwards compatibility yes like the as someone that likes sound design i was very much like very interested in what he had to say about the audio especially like dude uh what's the game i always say is like my favorite game in terms of sound design Ooh, uh you've probably mentioned to me before um mark cerny mentioned it (laughs) oh god what did he mention uh i was very i was like oh shit how do you know Dead Space. Oh, right. Yeah, he did mention that. He even talks about it as, like, a game for sound, and I was like, oh, sh-. I, was, I was very oh, shocked, because that's honestly, that the like, the biggest... example he gave for, like, when you can, like, sort of hear what direction an enemy is coming from, but, like... Yes. Yeah, okay. So that's why I very much appreciated uh, his talk of that, just because I, I am also a person, like, usually... Uh, in terms of uh, inspiration from games, uh, it's Dead Space for me for sound design. Like doing game audio, I'm like mm. that's what I aspire to in the future if I could. And that's something I'd want to do, like horror and things like that. Like uh, the way that game kind of changed a lot for me. But when he was talking about it, it was like talking about the difference with 3D audio and just kind of the spatial recognition of the placement of everything in the world around you how it's a lot more visible. I think you said even with or without headphones, so like you'll get a better yeah. feeling of like so, where things are coming from. So he was talking about stuff like how um, they initially will try to implement this th- 3D audio technology with headphones because that's the easiest way to simulate like 3D audio or whatever. Uh, but they were also gonna try to get sound bars and TVs to figure out how to do this. And the weirdest thing was that he he talked about how like each person's ear canal is like slightly different, so people experience sounds slightly different. And so they're like experimenting with different ways to try to like, customize the audio experience to each user based on like the physical like aspects of your own ears i don't know i thought i thought that was like fascinating but i really wonder how that's gonna like manifest in like the actual console yeah it it's i'm very curious as well like yeah it's oh man Uh, it, it was a lot did you watch the whole thing? I, I couldn't. Did. I didn't get to the end. I got to the end because I, I think I missed the last ten minutes, maybe. I think my issue was like, like I said, I was expecting that at some point, like towards the end or whatever, they were going to show what the actual box looked like. So I was like, oh, I don't want to spoil myself. I don't want to like try to fast forward to see if they get to it. So I just like got to the end, and there's he's like, okay, thanks for coming today, and I I hope we have some really interesting things to show you in the future. And I was just like, wait, what? Damn. No. <laughs> I wasted an hour. <laughs> I, I like literally was falling asleep partly because like 
it was so high tech spec that I I was just like not getting any, anything out of it personally. And also just like Mark Cerny's voice is so soothing that I was just like being like slowly lulled back into sleep. I, I want more. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm so tired. No, yeah, I got you. Tell um, me a story, so here, Mark. <laughs> the three little pit ups. Uh, so, uh, Digital Foundry kind of gave a full spec list of uh, the configuration for the PS5. So I'll just kind of list it off really fast. Uh, everything, like some of the stuff, I don't even know if I'll say it correctly, just because it's very much more numbers than words for half of it. And I'm like, is that is that how that is that how you say it? I'm not too sure. Uh, so I'll just go from top to bottom. Uh, sorry if I butcher some stuff, but basically the CPU is an 8x Zen 2 cores at a 3.5 gigahertz at a variable frequency. Uh, the GPU is 10.28 teraflops at 36 CUs at a or no 36 CUs at 2.23 gigahertz at variable frequency. Uh, the GPU architecture is a custom RDNA 2. Uh, memory interface, which is RAM, uh, is a uh, 16 gigabytes at a uh, GDDR6. That's a 256-bit. Like I said, dude, I feel like I'm just saying numbers all the fucking yeah. thing for half the stuff. I'm like, I know RAM, I know a processor and a graphic processor, but that's that's about it. Uh, memory bandwidth is 448 gigabytes per second. I think that's no gigabytes per. Uh, I'm not sure. I uh, I think just yeah, I think no, yeah, 448 gigabytes per second. Wasn't that what it was? I think. Wasn't it like something crazy? I don't even know. <laughs> Internal storage is a custom uh, 825 gigabyte salt state drive. Yeah. Um, that one I thought was odd. That's less than a two. Yeah, I thought that was odd that they got to like 825, but I don't know. So I think it's a one terabyte, but it's using 175 gigabytes of it for running it. Just like you wouldn't, you know, it's like when you have a terabyte yeah. of something on a PC, you don't actually have that full terabyte. Because you need some space for, like, the operating system and shit, which would make sense. Yeah. Uh, internal storage, uh, all right, that's what I just said. Uh, the IO output or throughput is uh, 5.5 gigabytes uh, raw. Typical is uh, 8 to 9 gigabytes compressed. Oh, I think that's the speed. Yeah. Uh, that, so it's like, yeah. That, from, that makes more sense. From okay. what I've been told or were red that is like the single defining most important thing of this new console is that speed of the the hard drive yeah it's like a fucking it's it's a raptor dude it's fast uh expandable storage is an nvme ssd slot uh, external storage uh, usb hdd uh support and it's got an optical drive for 4k uhd blu-ray uh so basically you get a 4k blu-ray drive which means finally we get gaming in 4k which is nice um the big thing here is of course uh 10 teraflops basically it's a little bit over that but basically 10 teraflops uh the ps4 pro is four teraflops the xbox one x is six um so this is like more than double of the ps4 pro uh but it's still less than well we'll do a full comparison uh, the series x after is supposed this to be like 12 yeah, basically Series X is, uh, before we even go through it, it's, it is more powerful looking at this stuff. Uh, but I do like that there is a expandable storage option where you can basically put in a bigger solid-state drive once it is available. Yeah, they said that, that like, was, currently it wouldn't be available. That was one of the weirdest things was that he basically said that, like, 
literally the hard drive that they are putting into the PS5 is faster by far than like a lot like any other hard drive on the market currently but he said that like base so like basically you the solid state drives that you would go out and try to buy now would be not fast enough to really be of like to get the benefits of the PS5 out of it so basically he said like to hold off for now and like in a year or so when the or like by the end of the year when the ps5 is coming out or something like that hard drive speeds will like catch up and you'll get find ones that will like actually work in the ps5 yeah and what i like about that too is i mean like it's understandable because let's say if you put well first off a solid state drive is pretty expensive even currently oh yeah so one that would be a terabyte, like usually if you have a computer, it'll have like 256, maybe 512 if you're lucky, but a whole terabyte, like, dude, that's, that is expensive for a computer. That's like basically two grand, uh, with, whereas like these, the PlayStation and Xbox both have that kind of thing there for like probably a quarter of that price, probably like, and still like a fat solid state drive like that. It makes sense that it's not going to be that big. Um, which I, I was already figuring I would be buying, uh, expandable storage anyway. So I, I feel like for me personally, I'm okay with having the terabyte solid state drive and probably only having a limited amount of games, but shortly after getting a solid state drive that will fit there, but not only fit there, but it would be faster than the current one that's in there potentially, as he was saying, but it would also... I would get, like, James, I would probably get, like, a two terabyte if I could. Maybe if they have a four terabyte, fuck it. I would go for that. I would, like, go for a two or four terabyte. Fuck the cost. It's probably worth it in the long run. And just go for that for probably the PlayStation and probably Xbox if they both have that kind of Honestly, if you can afford it, that probably would be just super nice. Because, like, it is really convenient to be able to not have to, like, clear out your hard drive every once in a while. And just, like, not have to deal with disks all the time. It's also also very much future-proofing it. Because, let's say... Maybe, uh, well, actually, I guess it wouldn't feature-proof it necessarily. I was going to say, let's say if they do, like, a thing where it's, like, the PS5 Pro or the Xbox Series X, Triple X, uh, mm. whatever the fuck, I don't, I don't know, whatever they'd call it, um, the Vin Diesel one, you know, Triple X, State of the Union, whatever it is, uh, they would probably have that solid-state drive even faster so then actually the one you did buy for the the original launch version would now be too slow. So I was going to say in the long run it would work for that, but I'm like, oh, it would probably be too slow at that point now too. So you need an even faster one after that. So it's like basically, I guess the only thing with this all is it, it does kind of take you into that PC territory of there's always going to be something faster. And yeah. it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, do you want to wait? Do you want to get it now? Things like that. Um, but they, yeah, they talked about all that kind of stuff. Um, one of the last main things they talked about was the, uh, backwards compatibility, which I do want to clarify. They did, um, clarify themselves, I believe. Um, yeah. So some people were freaking out and they're like, 
Oh god, only the top 100 games will be backwards compatible? Sony, how could you do this to us? And there was like almost like an uproar, and then PlayStation blog was like, that's not what we meant, we're just giving like an example. Uh, but basically a majority of the 4,000... A majority of the over 4,000 PlayStation 4 titles will be backwards compatible for the next-gen system. Yeah. Uh, so don't worry uh, about that, which I'm assuming, James, that, that means they're both physical and digital games, uh, including ones that are only digital, you know? Yeah, I would hope. So um, the interesting thing there is... So there could always be more to reveal, Mm-hmm. Um, we could either, so we can go with this two ways. We could talk about kind of like PS5, its reveals and everything else after we do kind of like the comparison side by side with the PS5 and Xbox Series X, or we could do it before. Do you want to just do it after so we just kind of get the comparison out of the way? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, so we'll just quickly just kind of run through, uh, side by side with kind of what they what their output is in terms of power and things. So I'm just going to go on. I'm using the GameStop, uh, not GameStop, uh, the IGN wiki guide, just because they've got like everything here. Um, just going to keep it very confined to like mainly the specs uh, currently. Uh, of course, the main thing that uh, they would be competing for is price. Who knows what they're going to be? We can guess afterwards, but for now, let's just uh, go through it. Uh, they both pretty much have 4K UHD Blu-ray drives, uh, so good on that. Uh, both of their RAM outputs are basically 16 gigabytes uh, GDDR6. Uh, the memory bandwidth for PS5 is 448 gigabytes, uh, whereas the Xbox Series X has two. Uh, 10 gigabytes at 560 and 6 gigabytes at 335. Um, I guess in terms of the speed of the memory, I'm not too sure. Uh, it kind of confuses me a little bit, to be honest. Uh, but the uh, CPU is also somewhat the same. Uh, they're both 8x Zen 2 cores, but the difference, actually Xbox is slightly better CPU. The PS4 or PS5 is uh, 3.5 gigahertz. Xbox Series X is 3.8 gigahertz, but uh, with SMT, it's 3.6. So either way, it'd be like just a small like 0.1 to 0.3 difference. Uh, The GPU, uh, we already talked about. Basically, the Xbox Series X is 12. The PS5 is 10. Either way, they're both incredibly fast, but obviously uh, the Xbox is slightly more powerful in terms of uh, the speed there. But here's the thing also, uh, the Series X at least says here supports direct X ray tracing. Uh, the PS5 also supports ray tracing. It doesn't specifically say direct X, so I'm not really sure, but it has more implementation of 3D audio via the Tempest engine that they showed. So at least so far from what they've shown, uh, Xbox Series X may lead in speed, but in terms of an audio console with sound, PS5 might be... Maybe just because they actually talked about it, Series X just maybe they haven't. Uh, PS5 currently, at least at this moment, has superior sound. So just because a, it's the only one that's really talked about sound. 
So yeah, uh, so here's one comparison that I've heard. Uh, there's a guy I watch on YouTube for like video game news, uh, Yang Ye, and um, he basically wanted to compare the two consoles as like the Xbox Series X seems to be geared for like raw power, whereas the PlayStation is going to be built for raw speed because PlayStation is banking a lot on that like reading speed for the hard drive to like they literally said that it could basically revolutionize game design according to them or level design so we basically got like a tank versus a Mustang yes sort of all right or a a truck versus a Mustang like both are meant for like two very different jobs or something like that yeah I don't know because, like, th- like, the way Mark Cerny tried to describe the, like, the importance of that... A, ch- speed, a cheetah versus a tiger. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. So, he, basically, he was like, if you can call up five gigs of data per second out of that hard drive, you could make, like, your games have, like, a way, like, longer draw distance and stuff like that. Because you could literally just, like, load whatever's behind your character as you are turning around to see it. Because the hard drive is just that fast. Okay. Yeah, actually, well, I'm about to get to data transfer speed. I'll, I'll just uh, skip over the other stuff to just say that really fast. Uh, so data transfer speed, which I think that's what you're pretty much talking yeah. about now. Uh, for PlayStation 5, it's 5.5 gigabytes per second of RAW. Uh uh, data whereas the for compressed it's eight to nine gigabytes per second uh for xbox series x for raw it's 2.4 gigabytes per second mm. for uh compressed it's 4.8 so they're basically at half actually less than half of uh xbox's is half of playstation speed interesting so it really is yeah it looks like playstation 5 will have the speed the speed and audio over whereas x a series x will have power which is actually really interesting to be i honestly thought xbox is over it in every way but this is actually really really interesting um well it actually floored me to be honest uh video output is basically the same both like native 4k uh possible support for i mean basically future support for 8k and uh, refresh rate of uh 120 mm big improvement from our uh uh what was it like 30 fps uh 60 fps like frames per second yeah, depending on the game uh, but with this uh this is more akin to the pc whereas pc though now they're starting to get into the 200 territory like 220 or something damn um but <laughs> yeah that's crazy. still this is still a big improvement like we haven't had a chance to do like do, imagine 120 on a console let's be fucking crazy uh gpu shader through uh throughput uh doesn't save for the playstation but for Xbox, it's variable rate shading. I don't really know what that means, actually. Uh, storage, yeah, 825 gigabyte solid state drive for PlayStation. Xbox is a one terabyte NVMe SSD storage drive. So it could be the same thing with this, where it might not necessarily be a full actual terabyte for the Xbox. It might be like it says that, and then you go in there and it says like it's using... 25 to 75 or whatever gigabytes already most likely uh for just maintaining it so both of these probably aren't as accurate as they seem 
or if anything, just to be completely honest, like the PlayStation Five one is probably more realistic on actually saying like what it really is going to look like and realistically how much you're going to have instead of saying like a full terabyte because nothing's ever a full terabyte. Yeah, especially since eight twenty five is just such a, like an odd number to come to. Yeah. Um, let's see what do we got left. Uh, a couple things, uh, more so because Xbox has still sh- kind of told us more, but I'll just kind of run through it. So backwards compatibility for now, PS4 games and PSVR games for PlayStation. Uh, Xbox, basically Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One games, plus their accessories, so the controllers, which is actually really, really crazy. Um, they're doing a really good job there with the backwards compatibility. Uh, streaming service, uh, they'll have Project X Cloud for Xbox. Uh, you know, with playing everything on your phone if you want to using a controller. Uh, PlayStation will still maintain their remote play, like they you can still do that now on your iPhone and just play from there uh, on your iPhone using a PlayStation controller. Um, uh, quick resume, you know, supports multiple games at once, so you can just continue off different games instead of having to like switch from one to the other on Xbox. Uh, it is to be determined uh, for PlayStation. They haven't revealed that yet. And then, uh, let's see. We don't know about the ports yet for PlayStation. We still, we already talked about the Xboxes previously. Uh, that's pretty much AV hookups. Uh, PS5 is AK support. P- uh, Xbox Series X is native 4K, 8K support. Uh, two HDMI 2.1 ports. So that is the full kind of comparison. So, so far, like we've kind of summed up here. Uh, it seems like Xbox has power on their side. PlayStation has speed and grander audio capabilities. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not the speed of that hard drive is going to be really as game-changing as Mark Cerny like, wants it to be or whatever. But uh, I honestly am really interested in that 3D audio thing because... like. Again, it was just like the level of detail they were going into it. Where like he was saying shit like maybe, maybe you'll send in a picture of your ear to Sony, and that's how we'll like calibrate your fucking console. And it's just like, I don't know. He basically he said that when they were doing tests for audio for that like actually truly three D audio, he said it was like completely like a completely different experience than just like regular audio or whatever because it's just like way more immersive or so he says and like i kind of have to agree with him at least in the sense that like again i don't know if we're going to get into it later probably not at this point but uh one of the games i played recently was uh hellblade and audio like 3d audio is like a huge part of that game's audio design and so I just want to know, like, what is Mark Cerny talking about that's, like, even a step above that? Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. So uh, that's that for kind of all that kind of stuff, uh, which actually brings into the tail end of that. Um, the PlayStation talk of backwards compatibility. So, PSVR, like, pretty much PSVR and PlayStation 4 games are backwards compatible. We still have the question of PS1 through 3 games. I kind of doubt it. 
Unless they just use some of the PlayStation 5's like insane processing power or whatever to literally just do a um, a virtual machine or whatever, because I it wouldn't be impossible. That's basically what they did with the PS with the original PS3's was like, I mean, because eventually they like discontinued the backwards compatibility of the PS3's, but they literally were initially basically putting in a ps2 and every ps3 and that's how you were able to do backwards compatibility it was weird which yeah it was it was a it was a labor of love like um, like i there weren't too many times that i used that ability on my original ps3 but like it basically when you put a ps2 game in your console it straight up booted into a play a playstation 2 boot up screen like, it basically yeah. made your PlayStation think it was a PlayStation 2 while you were playing a PS2 game. And they could do that for the PS5. I just don't know if they'd bother with that. Maybe that would explain why they're out of, like, a whole terabyte, there's, like, 175 gigs taken out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, so I think... They have a couple ways to go about it. One, they surprise when they do the initial reveal. So, um, at the initial reveal of, like, everything, they could potentially still be like, oh, did we mention that you could... I don't expect them to be like, hey, it's the controllers you can use as well. I don't see the point either, just because those things are old and wired and there's no point, uh, especially for the outputs and everything else. But I think that either if they somehow did reveal that like hey we can do ps1 through three games that would be wonderful if they can't here's the thing so for ps4 games or playstation 4 now you can play playstation 2 games on it they're just like the hd uh you gotta buy them hd like for the ps4 yeah, and so potentially those should be able to carry over so you could still play PlayStation 2 games like that. Uh, I've heard basically they still have the PlayStation 3s on PlayStation Now uh, for like PlayStation 3 games, which the, the crazy thing was apparently it's a giant warehouse full of play- PS3s with all the games and that's yeah. how you do it, which is actually insane. I honestly forgot about that. That actually would be the easiest way for them to do to try to do some form of backwards compatibility. Like you obviously wouldn't be able to play like put in a ps1 disc into your system and like play that game on your system but they could do just be like hey playstation now is like 10 bucks a month now literally every playstation 1 and playstation 2 and playstation 3 game is on there at or at least gonna be at some point like you could literally play whatever you want but it's so it's like sort of backwards compatible but not exactly yeah uh, so it could be like that, and then same thing with like PlayStation One games. I feel like they're, it's so easy to do that. Like honestly, out of all of the the three game uh, generations, PS Three seems like it would be the most difficult to get on there, just due to like all the cell processor yeah. shit they've had to go through for everything. Yeah, that really shot but themselves in the foot with that. They really, they, yeah, they actually really did. Uh, but they, I think, I feel like there's a way they can do it at a point where at this, they're at this generation, they can't bring everything into it with that kind of thing. Like, I, I just feel like it, there, there has to be a way, but we probably won't find out if it's possible until later. At least we do get the PS4 games. It's nice. Um, 
but it, we'll see. At the end of the day, like, the whole thing with backwards compatibility is it's a cool feature, but it's not the end-all be-all. Like, people aren't getting new consoles for old yeah. games. They're getting new consoles for new games. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I'll probably, like, we'll make a big discussion about this. We'll talk all about this, wanting this backwards compatibility. The, the most likely scenario is we're rarely going to use it with all the new games coming out, but it's nice to have that option of, like, the brand supports itself, you know, that I think that's more of like the, the free, it's like, it's like, it's not a good analogy, but it's like people that want to vote, they might necessarily vote, but they want the option to do it. Yeah. Even though they should be voting either way, but you know, that's just me. Uh, but it, yeah, just, we'll see what happens. It's all in due time in terms of like, what's next for PlayStation. So, Obviously, they were probably going to do something akin to a PlayStation experience, I feel like, that now isn't going to happen because of everything going on. But there hasn't been talk of... There have been rumors, but no actual, like, discussions that it seems like for delays of the current next-gen releases. Uh, The big thing here is time's closing in, though. Holidays normally meaning for both, like, they say holiday 2020. That's usually, like, November. So if it's November 2020... That's how many months now? Like, it's the end of... Let's not count this month. So, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. That's seven months between now and then. They have seven months to do their grand reveal. Where Sony will basically be like, Okay, guys, this is not for the like game devs at GDC. This is for the fans. This is for everyone watching online. This is what the PlayStation 5 looks like. This is what the controller looks like. This is all the cool power you actually care to hear because maybe you don't even understand what the hell they just said at the GDC talk. Uh, This is the price point. Here are all the games for it. And also maybe it's backwards compatible. I'm not really sure. And boom. This is when it comes out. The question is when are they going to do that? Uh, ideally everyone likes to do their stuff in June for like E3 or like the big old reveals so they could do more stuff there, but Sony previously for the PS4 did their stuff, if I remember correctly, in February, uh, for the PS4 reveal and then it came out later on in the year. So it should be that we... Honestly, I feel like next month or April or May is when we should probably get uh, a form of live stream where they have really good presentation. Do it like, I would say, a combination of either a Nintendo Direct or uh, more more so, I'd say, towards like the inside Xbox style. Not, well, actually, no, not even that. Just, I feel like Sony has a way they can do it. Treat it like a press conference, even if no one's there. I guess. I don't know. I just feel, I feel like there's a way. As long as they have people, they need to have people with it. I don't like that they have some random voice in the sky kind of talking over their presentations. You know. Yeah, like I I I wouldn't be surprised if they did some sort of state of play for the PlayStation Five like full reveal. But yeah, like I don't know. I would really like them to have like some presenter to actually like show it off. I don't know. It's just like it would feel weird to have a, a video game reveal. 
Although to be fair, at least that was how the Microsoft uh, or how the Series X was first unveiled. Was that the game uh, at the Game Developer Awards? The Game Awards. Yeah. And it was literally just like a trailer and I was like, what? That came out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it was very, very surprising. So, So, I don't know. They could do it as just a state of play. But, yeah, I would like to have someone present it. It wouldn't be Shuhei, because he's not even, like, the head of PlayStation anymore. So, I don't know. Yeah, it would be... Yeah. Andrew Ryan, right? Wouldn't it be Andrew Ryan? Or is it Andrew House? I don't remember. Or is he not there? Ah, shit, I can't remember who's in the show. Well, no, they would have a... You know who they'd have on there? They'd have um. How did I just forget his... Oh, shit. Did I forget his name? Uh, from Gorilla Games. Yeah, I don't remember his name. The new head? Herman he... Holst. Herman Holst. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be Herman Holst. They could have him go up there and present. Now that he's head of PlayStation, pretty much, like, uh, just have him do it. I think he's the perfect candidate. He's someone that is was pretty much a dev, and now he's in charge of everything. Uh, just have, like... Uh, Whoever their CEO is, because isn't is Kazarai still CEO or did he step down? He stepped oh, down, right? Uh, yeah, I think he stepped down. All right, so just have their CEO do their like intro. He bounces, Herman Hulse take it away, and he just goes in it and then just talks about everything. That would be, I think, what would be the best like best state scenario for them. Um, unless they want to, if they unless they somehow bring out Kevin Butler, I see no one else being the best option for it yeah but i'd love we to see shall see again. he was great <laughs> yeah all right um i almost forgot there was another thing i wanted to piggyback off the gamestop news before we move forward uh this is real fast i, for- I forgot to say so you know how reggie fuse Ime retired from like place uh, from uh, nintendo yeah yeah, so he is uh, now on the board of directors for GameStop. He just joined. Um, that was one thing I was going to add in, but it's interesting to see him jump in there. Like, I mean, it's like it kind of makes things look better for them, but it'll be interesting to see the what he does. Like, if we see any changes after the game, like the four experimental GameStops, I feel like anything that we get now from GameStop. Will be from Reggie. Yeah, I mean, maybe. He, like, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, one, I just find it odd that he retired from Nintendo and was like, "Yeah, I just, you know, I've been being, I've been a businessman for a while, and I just kind of want to spend time with my family now," which is like fair. And then, like the one of the first bits of news we hear from him after that is like, "Yeah, he's like, granted, we don't know what being." Uh, on the board of directors really means like how much direct impact he's gonna have but like it is just odd that he's just like yeah i'm gonna work for gamestop for uh, now (laughs) as they're like i honestly i think it's like well one they probably are like here take all this money please anything you can have to help us and he's like fuck it (laughs) i do think like i mean Worst case scenario, everyone just remembers him as the guy from Nintendo. Like, it's not going to damage him, I doubt. Like, er- like most people probably don't even know he's even the now on the board of directors for GameStop. I do think if there's anyone who has, like, plenty experience f- 
figuring out how to get people to like interact in a social experience, it would be Reggie Fizeme, who was like head of Nintendo America for like how many years? Like since the GameCube. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Like I, I I think it's really like, fuck it, this is the last resort, last hurrah. If it's not him, he's the chosen one. If it doesn't work out, then we're fucked. Yeah. And I honestly I honestly believe that too at this point. Because I think, yeah, he, he he'll give them the best chance they could possibly get. It's just really, will it be enough? And what kind of direction will they take with him under the board? Or under the, behind the wheel? So... Uh, we'll just have to wait and see, especially after the current uh, things going on. So, uh, One last piece of gaming news. Uh, the kind of PC games coming to... Well, PlayStation games coming to PC now. Uh, first with Death Stranding, uh, which will even have Half-Life... Oh. Uh, con- like Half-Life... Oh, yeah. uh, I did see them tease that. That was really interesting. Like cosmetics... Yeah, so that's coming to PC, which is a PlayStation exclusive, and is uh, so is a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. So it's really cool, I think, because well, one, it's like oh sweet, I can play these games on PC, which are like really awesome games, and you can even expand further because obviously, like at this point, PC outweighs the PS4, at least the modern PCs that have come out post PS4, and like seeing those games on there they'll look even better yeah. than they did on playstation That's the thing. which is like, crazy both of those games are super beautiful i can't imagine what they would look like on like pc super max settings uh exactly so like it'll be really cool plus not to mention like dude what if they're like yo mods yeah. <laughs> like just oh god what the craziness they'll probably do with that kind of thing but it, it's cool just because Sony, like, the way they can go with this, they don't necessarily even have to put their main, like, the biggest ones. Like, they don't have to put Last of Us or Uncharted or God of War or anything. But more, like, kind of like the newer franchises. Like, throw Horizon on there. Throw Days Gone on there, maybe. But they don't necessarily even have to do it in the beginning. They could wait one or two years and then release it after. And they just go, why wouldn't I want to have more money? Yeah. Like, it's honestly, it really is a no-brainer to the point where it's like, it's it brings goodwill because now you're expanding to a wider audience, especially PC players. Like, that's kind of the... PC players are kind of the most neutral when it comes to, like, the former, and they're not even exist anymore, but, like, the previous console wars and stuff. Like, they just kind of reaped most benefits besides not getting exclusives, whereas now... Looking at it now, everyone's more, like, appeasing to them. Like, you're going to get... You now have all these Xbox games on there. Now these are the start of PlayStation games coming on there. Like, at this point, exclusivity isn't going to always be the console seller. People are more, like, already knowing that they're going to buy a PlayStation, that they're going to buy an Xbox, or that they're going to buy both. Like, look at us. We're probably going to get both. Like, it used to be also determined on, like, money and stuff. Like, when I was a kid... I had to choose one or the other, and maybe I can get the other rival console later on, like, three years later, because I had to, like, wait and save up and everything else. Whereas now, it's like, you know, you just go get one, because you can either afford it, you throw it on a credit card, you do whatever, you're an adult, like, who cares? If you want to, though, like, you don't necessarily uh, feel like you even have the time to have one, but... It, it just depends on the person, but, like, for me, like, it, it's changed to the point where, like, console wars don't exist for me. I'm not choosing one or the other. I just, like, get both. 
Uh, the game depends on, I guess, how many more friends I have on for that specific game. And then single-player games, like, uh, it's just kind of... It, it really just depends. Mostly, I just, like, I'm already more installed on, like, trophies and everything else on PlayStation. But other times, like, I, this is on Game Pass already for Xbox. I don't have to buy it. So I just play it on Xbox. Uh, it's, it's a lot easier to decide things like that nowadays. But... It's awesome. I can't wait to see when, like, they actually release Horizon Zero Dawn on there, and then eventually what else they'll bring over. Yeah. But uh, that is the last of the gaming news. Uh, I have one piece of uh, television news. Uh, there is some more maybe I'll look up for, but otherwise uh, we're pretty much done. Uh, cool Mandalorian Season 2 news, James. Mm -hmm. They cast Rosario Dawson. As oh, yeah. Ahsoka Tano. I forgot what they... like For season two. Like, the weird thing is I was so caught up with, like, how excited I am that they cast, uh, like, a live-action Ahsoka Tano, let alone that, like, Rosario Dawson's gonna be her, possibly, that I forgot that that was gonna be, like, for The Mandalorian, which makes it, like, even more interesting. Right? Yeah. And I, I just, like... Dude... I just think like the cool thing with this perfect for that, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think it's per like it's really cool because, so in terms of the timeline, so Ahsoka, if for those that don't know, this is of course Mandalorian. This is Star Wars related. Uh, the Mandalorian takes place at, uh, like what was it? they said like seven years after. Uh, yeah, it's like after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's like after Episode Six, where like the Empire is basically gone the first order hasn't really established itself yet and there's like kind of yeah. just chaos going on government wise yeah so there's still like 23 more years before uh force awakens and uh ahsoka is mainly a clone wars era character from the clone wars animated series uh she was anakin skywalker's apprentice and like over time she like, right, she becomes a more profound, like, apprentice at the end of it. Before she come, becomes a Jedi Knight, she gets, like, kind of screwed over by the Jedi as well as, like, just the Republic in general. And when she's, like, able to... She's basically on the hunt. She's, like, wanted and framed. But when she comes back, she actually decides to leave the Order before she becomes Jedi Knight. Because she's just like, fuck this shit, I'm done, y'all betrayed me. Uh, and y'all didn't trust me. And she just leaves. Uh, currently, they're trying to finish up her arc for the Clone Wars. Like they brought back the micro, the, they brought back the show for Disney Plus, like the final season uh, after they stole it. Thanks Disney. Um, but they uh, brought her back again in Rebels, which is so like the, the Clone Wars. Of course, takes place between episodes two and three of the Star Wars films. Rebels takes place between three and four. It's like closer to four than it is to three because uh, it's like near the very end of the, it's like right before like rogue one and it, it, it draws closer to like star wars rogue one and uh in it she's of course like in a, she's older she's an adult she's not like a, a padawan anymore uh and she does a bunch of crazy shit and pretty much is part of the rebellion but she goes missing uh and is, like, presumed dead, but then shows up again, and, like, I guess either is missing for a long time or does take part 
in the rebellion, but it like does a flash forward post the trilogy, like right after Return of the Jedi, where her and another character from the show basically go after to look for another character, and it confirms like she's alive and doing shit at the end of that. So the show takes the for her and Mandalorian. This will be seven years after that flash forward from Rebels, which is the last time fans kind of saw her or a glimpse of her. Interesting. So it'll be interesting to see exactly, like, what she's done and, like, if she completed the mission she is supposed to do right after the end of Return of the Jedi. Uh, So I'm kind of very curious how her character will be portrayed. Like, will she be still as kind of, like, um, will will she be more of a up-it, like, a brighter character or a darker character uh, it all remains to be seen because she's technically not a Jedi. She's more of just a a gray uh, force user, I guess you could say. Mm. Technically speaking, and it just it's interesting too because it's like she survives everything. So because she's technically not a Jedi, like she was a force wielder that that just kind of survived through the Clone Wars and the Rebellion and Civil War and everything else, but. It'll be curious, especially with Rosario Dawson playing her. Like, uh, I I just can't even. It'll be cool to see her with like all the makeup on and kind of like how different she looks than she does now, because they've never done a live action version of Ahsoka before either. So that'll be cool to see. And one last thing too is they did uh in the end of Rise of Skywalker when Rey's, like, fighting Palpatine and you have all the Jedi's voices talking to her, Ahsoka's voice is in there, which basically tells everyone that she's dead. So Mandalorian could be where Ahsoka dies, or... that'd be interesting. she, She dies later on. But there's also rumors that her appearance in Mandalorian is a backdoor pilot to a potential spinoff live action series for her. That'd be interesting. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But um, besides that, we're our hour 46 in. James, I found like one other piece of news if you want me to just throw it in there or we could just uh, save it for next time. It's very, very small. Sure. All right. So uh, Anya Taylor-Joy from uh, the New Mutants uh, movie coming out. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, I believe, is the actress playing magic okay. uh she will be uh she is reportedly going to be in the spin-off in from mad max the furiosa movie okay for george miller yeah so that's kind of cool that's all we know really but just like you know he's been like george miller said he wants to do a furiosa spin-off but also he wants to do like two more Mad Max centric movies, one of which would the next one be called the wasteland or something. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, hopefully we'll get news eventually, but yo, give me more Mad Max. Cause Fury road was freaking amazing. If you haven't seen that, yo, you're stuck inside. This is like the perfect movie to watch though. You determined by your quarantine and your sanity you may basically be running around your house shouting witness me and also ordering chrome paint online to spray your face. So that is just a disclaimer right there. That'd be fucking hilarious if that was like right? if someone actually descended into that madness after watching that movie. 
So hopefully we'll get more news on that. But that is all we have time for. So good news, guys. Uh, we were able to actually go through all of our news, both Corona and regular related. Uh, we then like we'll kind of see how things look. We're trying to keep to Thursdays for now. Uh, but it just depends. Potentially, schedules can always change. But we're going to try to record Thursdays, release on Fridays. Um, if the news, if things are willing, if the news is a lot less this time, now that we've fully caught up, there's nothing that kind of went through the cracks. I went through everything, like had everything on here this time. Uh, next week, hopefully, if it's a minor amount of news, we can definitely just start jumping into what we played, what we watched, and just get into just how we feel about what we've been, what we've been doing, really, and just kind of finally get into that. And they are stacking up. Like, currently, let's, I have, like, a, a giant talk I'll be having about The Witcher 3, because that, that game took me literally an entire week to go through, as well as, like, it's DLC. But also, I've gone through, like, one of the game. I'm currently playing the 2016 Doom uh, and then I've watched a few things, and James, I know you watched a shit ton of stuff, and I know you've been yeah. playing multiple things like, as I've well. Been, I've been taking my, like, access to the internet here, like, not for granted. I've, I've been using my access to the internet to, like, actually play some shit that I had on my Xbox that I, like, literally couldn't play for a while. So I've actually finished a few things, and, like, yeah, like, we're not going to talk about it now, but, like, literally, even the last thing I played, Senua's Sacrifice... I could talk about that for, like, a while, because, like, it, it is somehow already one of my favorite games of all time, for many reasons, and I'd like to talk to about it for a bit. Looking forward to hearing it. But until then, uh, basically, guys, uh, we're going to get into just, you know, how you can support us. If you want to talk to us, uh, whether it's, like, give us feedback, positive or negative, or just uh, ask us a question for the show, and we'll read it on the show, basically, and answer it. And of course, like like I said, if you're the first person to do it for that episode, you get a, a code for Midnight Ultra on PC. But uh, if you want to do that, please email us at sutrosidetalk at gmail.com. Just email, email us right there. Uh, of course, this is all in the show notes, guys. So when you go on your podcast, whatever, your, uh, whatever platform you're on, you just look at the show notes at the bottom. Uh, you'll basically see everything from like the description of the show to basically like how to contact us. Uh, how to follow us and everything else. But of course, if you want to follow the show, that's where we'll have more opinions on there. Um, that's where like I'll announce that we're going to record soon if I can remember to do that and like and tell you guys to like send questions if you haven't already. Uh, but also just like that's also where we release episodes too or let everyone know we released them. Uh, you can follow it on Twitter at Sutra Sad Talk. If you want to follow James specifically on Twitter, you can follow him at InvaderJim124. If you want to follow me, uh, where I talk more, like, nonsense stuff, uh, you can follow me at GoGoComzilla. And then uh, if you guys can help us out, of course, there's no ads here. Uh, we don't make any money off this. I actually lose a bit of money each time we do this. Um, to support us, the main thing, of course, tell your friends. Share this with other people, especially on social media. Share it on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Just let people know about this. That's kind of what helps us the most. Uh, getting more listeners, getting more subscribers. But if you can, leave us a positive review. Uh, leave us a like. Uh, subscribe to us. Follow us. Whatever it is, depending on the platform. Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that kind of stuff. All that kind of helps us. It shows me that people are listening. 
uh, that we're doing this for a reason, things like that. But truly, if you guys can do that, especially now you got all the time in the world, you know, just throw a little bit of help out there. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, but until then, I think that's all of it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy this. This is going to be uh, a little bit less than two hours, but you'll, you know, it'll keep you guys a little bit occupied for a bit. But have a good one until then. Thanks for listening.